On the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. With Andy and Brendan. Thanks for joining us. 875-5847 if you want to give us a call or a text. Big NFL slate. Chiefs Bills, a big part of it, of course. But it's not just that. There is plenty to get to. A lot of action that could happen during week 14. And here to talk with us about it, our good friend Rob Vino over at wagertalk.com for sports from a Vegas perspective on Twitter at Rob Vino Sports. Robbie, how are you this week? I am good today, guys. How are you doing? Hey, doing great. Uh, looking forward to this NFL weekend we got coming up. And really, Chiefs-Bills, it's been fascinating. Uh, the Bills uh, getting uh, shrinking that line more and more as we get deeper and deeper into the week and closer to this matchup. Chiefs have some injuries to deal with. What's been your read on how this has kind of developed and how uh, the Bills coming off the bye are starting to get a lot more attention? Yeah, I, I don't know a lot of people that I've spoken to this week that are on Kansas City, to tell you the truth, um, Andy. And I think there's a lot of reasons. You described a couple, but I think that the desperation that Buffalo or the cornered spot that Buffalo is in right now certainly has drawn some money. I think that the performance against Philadelphia in a game that they probably should have won has attracted some money. Certainly the lack of offense, of firepower shown by KC. Um, A lot of factors go into this, but I think first and foremost is the situational aspect of it's getting late in the season and Buffalo needs wins. So I think that's what has betters um, so far up till now, Friday afternoon, playing the Buffalo side. We'll see if there's any take back on KC. Yeah, and uh, certainly uh, it's been interesting to see how it's moved this week. I wonder, uh, we were kind of going back and forth about some of these run games, and with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire most likely to take the bulk of the carries for the Chiefs in this game, and how the Bills tend to use James Cook week after week, I I wonder who you may think might come out with a a larger rushing total in the end, and and whether you think uh, that maybe uh, gives one one edge to uh, one team or the other here. You know, if I were to guess, I would think Kansas City in the end would be the better rush team. Um, And it's kind of strange to be saying that now with a Chiefs team. But if there's one side that's going to work more middle of the field, more run game, intermediate stuff, that's KC. Josh Allen, they're still taking shots. Um, And he's playing extremely well. So I would think that probably the run game is more – um, and I, believe me, I don't have Andy Reid's scripted sheet. I don't have his game plan. But just in seeing what's happening here, it would lead me to believe that Kansas City would be the team leaning a little bit heavier on the run. It's always subject to change during the game. That's why, you know, whoever invented in-game, God bless them. Um, because score and time has so much to do with who ends up running the ball more. A lot of these attempts and a lot of these yards are gained if you have a 28 to 13 lead in the fourth quarter, and you're just trying to grind some clock. Uh, Kansas City's probably better at that than Buffalo is. So I think it just brings me back to the same place. KC, in my mind, would be more likely to have an edge in the running game here, at least as far as attempts and perhaps success goes. So, Robbie, the other big game in the NFL this week is that NFC East matchup between the Eagles and Cowboys. I really liked Dallas the first time around when they played at Philly. They fell just short of winning that game, but now they're getting a lot of credit 
looks like a minus three and a half favorite for this rematch at home. How do you view this one? And if we've gone too far, maybe in fading an Eagles team that still has that darn tush push in their back pocket, how do you view this one, Robbie? Yeah, I tell you what, the bookmakers hope that it's gone too far because very, very seldom do you see odds makers open a game two and a half, the game hits three, and then it crashes through to three to three and a half. They hate to do that. They'll leave that three up there, three minus 15, three minus 20, three minus 25 cents until they can't take it anymore because the flood is just too much for the dam to hold up. And that's what's happened here. The Dallas money has just crashed the gates. Um, and so has the total money, guys. 48 and a half all the way to 52 now. Um, so certainly people view this game as a one-way ticket. Dallas and over. A lot of it has to do with Dallas's home record and the results that they produced at home. A lot of it has to do with what you talked about, Brendan, the first time around. Boy, the Cowboys had their chances. And then another thing is, of course, the grinding schedule that Philadelphia has been through, and they just don't look like the same team at this point in time, especially on the defensive side. I think Dallas probably is the right side when you combine um, the fundamental aspects and the situationals. Again, let's just take a look at this NFL calendar, which is getting later and later. But for the Dallas Cowboys, a loss here virtually gives the division to the Eagles. But a win tightens things up. All of a sudden, they both have one divisional loss. All of a sudden, they're both sitting at 10-3. and three. Dallas has a win over the Eagles, so the tiebreaker would go deeper. Um, it's big for the Cowboys here. And you know, it, Not that everybody can do what San Francisco does, but I think they've known this in Philadelphia for a long time. At least five years now, the linebacking crew has not been great. And when they have injuries in the secondary, boy, they're vulnerable in the back seven if the pass rush doesn't get home. And San Francisco just happens to be a team that works middle and run game, and they destroyed Philadelphia last week, six consecutive touchdown drives. Dallas doesn't play it exactly the same way, but they can do it. So, um, you know, it's hard to argue with the money, but now that it's gotten beyond the field goal, it kind of makes you stop and think if you still want to play Dallas. Yeah, I wish I could travel back in time a little bit to make sure I would have uh, gotten in while the get was good, but uh, that didn't happen. I do have another question about this game, though, Rob, as it pertains to MVP futures. What do you think mm-hmm. about the notion of Dak Prescott? If the, the Cowboys can win this game, his odds have gotten really slim compared to where they were. I should say they're 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 closing in on him being the betting favorite. How do you view kind of the race between he and Brock Purdy, assuming that both teams win their division, and then maybe a notion of, like, would they ever give it to a wide receiver if Tyreek Hill gets to 2,000 yards? I know you're not huge on futures, Robbie, but I wanted to kind of get your take on this one. Yeah, well, you know, where Dak Prescott is concerned, to me, this is probably the, you know, the fork in the road, right? If he has a bad game here and you venture to play Dak Prescott for MVP before this game starts and things go sour for Dallas, then you're not winning that bet. He's not coming back win that MVP award in the last four weeks if they lose this game. Um, Jalen Hurts, maybe you could say the same thing about him. It would really leave the door wide open for Brock Purdy. I think that um, as fate would have it, the door could still be open for other players, including Tyree Kill, depending upon how Miami finishes. Miami's closing schedule, Brendan, and I don't – I had it in front of me yesterday, but I remember it being pretty tough. The last five games, at least three out of the five were difficult. So um, for him, 
competition is tough, but then again, you start looking at the teams he's going to play and who's actually going to cover him. I don't know the answer to that. And if you get over 2,000 yards as a receiver and your team does win the division, I think I'd have to go that route. I know some people think that, you know, in that case, two is a candidate, but I think Tyreek certainly. And the people from Kansas City can speak to the value of Tyreek Hill at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Rob Vino of wagertalk.com for Sports from a Vegas Perspective here on the big show KTGR. The favorite that you like maybe more, maybe on that same front, uh, it, Dolphins huge favorites on Monday night against Tennessee. San Francisco huge favorites against uh, Seattle. The lines are almost in the exact same spot, close to two touchdowns. Who do you think is more likely to to have a better time of of covering that number, you think? Well, considering what San Francisco just did to Seattle on Thanksgiving night and the injuries in the backfield that came out today for Seattle, I think you would say San Francisco has easier time. The only problem with that is, you know, it's Friday and they're still talking about how they defeated Philadelphia. How about we forward think and worry about Seattle next? But they seem to be living in the past a little bit. So you'd worry that maybe they don't give you the full focus in that game. Miami's certainly in a spotlight game, a spotlight game on Monday night would give you that effort. So I, I think I'd have to lean Miami just because I don't think that Tennessee has the ability to catch up. Miami gets out in front. The real answer should be San Francisco, but I'm concerned where their focus is, guys. It's been a, a you know a four-day, four-and-a-half-day week now since they've won in Philadelphia, and that seems to be the only thing they're worried about still. Yeah, we we shall see uh, as that uh, develops here very soon. Uh, Army Navy is this weekend too, uh, Robbie. The total way down. Uh, I know that's uh, the it's a it's a very close point spread, but we're seeing Iowa level type of totals here with with, with this game. Uh, I, I wonder how how you sort of read that, and for folks wanting to 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 maybe try that out, how you like to lean. Well. I mean, the obvious knee-jerk reaction to this game for years and years and years has been just play it under, right? And you just cash and cash and cash. I think last year it finally went over the total. Um, But now you're looking at 28. In a good weather game, guys, the weather in Foxborough, Massachusetts, which is really, I don't know how they decided upon this particular venue. It's usually been Philly, Baltimore, maybe the Meadowlands, um, but Foxborough, okay. Um, but the weather's going to be good, surprisingly good, on Saturday for this game. So you don't even have that element that we usually have in mid-December when this game is played. I, you know, I can't bring it upon myself to play under 28 in any college football game anymore. I don't care if they run the ball, you know, 45, 47 times each. It really doesn't matter. Um, eventually, they throw the ball, and that pass play is usually wide open. Both quarterbacks capable here. Um, and Navy played pretty well toward the end of the year when they finally decided on a starting quarterback, but SMU lit them up through the year. I'm sure Army took note. And Army played really well down the stretch after suffering through the middle of the season. So my personal opinion is I think Army's the right side, and there's no way in heck you're going to find me playing under 28. I mean, if it wins, it wins. God bless those who cast that ticket, but um, I won't be one of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so hard to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of there with you, Robbie. Uh, what's the, though, the, the free pick that you like throughout anything this weekend? I know there's college hoops and, uh, there's NFL, uh, one college game, of course, uh, for football in FBS, but what's the free pick that you like? 
Well, I'll have to, for tonight, I'll go to the NBA because that's what's prevalent right now until um, we get to college bowl season next week. If you're playing FCS football tonight, Furman and Montana, Montana's a 17-point favorite at home. Um, Bobby Houck, a guy who used to coach at UNLV after he left Montana and went back, Montana's probably the right side of that game. But I think for those listening, if you're going to kick back and watch that one, just know that I have over 43 in that game. So if you like that, you like that. However, in the NBA tonight, I would say I'm going to give you guys a little. Well, what we like to do here in this business is be a little proactive, get out in front of the train before the entire nation knows about it. And there's something going on with the Bulls here. Um, Billy Donovan, that team had averaged the lowest amount of possessions in a 48-minute game up until about five games ago when Billy Donovan declared that his team needs to just push tempo. That's the new philosophy around Chicago. Push, push, push. We've got to get more possessions. Sure enough, their number of possessions for 48 minutes has gone up by four and a half over the course of the last four games, and their point scoring ability has gone up even without Zach Levine. Tonight they play San Antonio. Maybe, arguably, the worst defense in the NBA. Total sitting at 224 and a half. Um, anything under 235 in a San Antonio game gets my attention immediately. So I played this one over, guys. I think we're getting out ahead of the cart here, and we can get a little bit of value with Bulls games over while the oddsmakers are still pricing them as this slow, snail-paced team. But Billy Donovan, I mean, he said it, and then they backed it up with actions the last four games. So I'm going to follow along and play Bulls. San Antonio over 224 and a half. All right, very good. He's our man Rob Vino over at wagertalk.com. Love getting his perspective on the uh, the bets that you could make in your jurisdiction of legality this weekend. And you can follow him on Twitter at Rob Vino Sports and go to wagertalk for all their great info. Robbie, thanks for coming on as always. Hope all is well. We'll talk again soon. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week.